0: How to deal with tennis pundits. Find your aha moment right after this. Do the best you can with everything you got. Struggle day to day, cherish every fight you fought. Destroy your obstacles, remove the blocks. Got to stand strong. Can you do it? Break right through. Can you move on wherever you Welcome back to Find Your Aha Moment. I'm your host, Brian Lutz of BackhandCity.com. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to my podcast to make me feel good and to get notified every day about our Taily Tennis Podcast. Well, today is commandment number 12 of 13. So we've got two more to go. So when I wrote this commandment, as I was getting towards the end of it, I, I wanted to kind of give my peers' advice about how to handle industry pundits and celebrity, celebrity figureheads when it comes to running their own business because you'll end up getting a lot of pressure from these types of people to, quote-unquote, grow the game. And I've been in some of these action committees. I work for USA Tennis 123 in New York City. We got a bunch of funding to promote tennis. So I kind of know the inner workings of how money's raised, how it gets pushed down the pipeline. And in fact, one of my first jobs was to go out, take these funds, create a big marketing initiative, and then drive the service providers to help deliver the tennis lessons. So it was a really eye-opening experience, and it got me really involved in different aspects of the game. So I ended up learning a lot. Um Let's first define like an industry, an industry pundit. This would typically somebody who worked for a very political organization like the United States Tennis Association, or they might have been with their subsidiary, the Tennis Industry Association, who drives all kinds of uh, fact finding and research. Uh, It also might uh, deal with the International Tennis Federation. So any of these alphabet type organizations that you'd run into there's typically staff that have an initiative and they're trying to, quote unquote, grow the game. And they have a very big macro or global initiative. And they typically arrive at your doorstep looking for you to quote-unquote, grow the game. So you've got these uh, these pundits, I call them, that work for these organizations. And then you also have a, kind of a newer phenomenon, I guess it's been around a while, but more recently you have these celebrity figureheads. They take on positions with no real responsibility. They're just representing the organization uh, for branding purposes. A great example would be like Tommy Haas is now – the tournament director for Indian Wells. Well, if you follow his Instagram page, it's quite obvious he's not really doing any real work there. He just shows up a week before the tournament and does occasional publicity and uh, media things. There's more involved to the job, but there's somebody who's really behind the scenes put in the real hours. Uh, another great example of this, you'll see this a lot in broadcasting, is someone like Patrick McEnroe, used to be uh, running player development for the USTA, He was a broadcaster for ESPN. He had dabbled in a little bit of coaching. So a lot of these guys have a lot of conflicts and interests, so it can be difficult for them to balance or be authentic with people because they don't want to offend anyone because they have their hands in a lot of different cookie jars. And I think that's very representative in our culture now. Uh, There was a USDA president who was just a past president, Katrina Adams. She did a fabulous job But she had a little conflict of interest as well because a lot of the money she took from USTA would go to her own nonprofit initiative. So there's a lot of this going on. So that's some backstory. And so when I wrote this, I wrote it with tennis pros in mind because I've been involved in both sides, on the receiving end and the spearheading end when I worked with the New York Junior Tennis League. So this is number 12 of 13 Commandments of a Tennis Coach. Understand the motives of industry pundits and celebrity figureheads who want you to do things to grow the game. While these are well-meaning initiatives, it might not fit with your individual business needs. Your successful and professionally run business is your contribution to the industry. And I discovered this pretty quickly because a lot of these initiatives, people want you to give away your services for free. Do this for free. Grow the game. It's good for that. And my experience with it is unless you're in a really big market where you're driving a lot of volume and there's a lot of word getting out there and you're going to get a lot of people showing up to the quote unquote free class, then it could have some benefit, especially now in the digital age where you can leverage it into PR. But if you're in a smaller market, it ends up being a little bit of a waste of time because you're just going to get a lot of freeloaders showing up who don't really have any interest in tennis and they're just there for this free garage sale and they want to take home junk. Um, They're not even necessarily interested in tennis. The idea behind this is that you will convert some of them into regular customers. My suggestion is to proceed with caution. So this is number 11. It's more of an industry tip tip. But you as the consumer, I wanted to give you a little bit of a backstory about how I got to where I was with my interest in marketing and tennis and running my own business. And, of course, if you're a tennis coach and you're young, you'll probably run into this. And if you're a veteran coach, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Well, thanks for listening to this episode of Find Your AHA Moment. I'm Brian Lutz of BackhandCity.com. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast so you can get notified for future episodes. And of course, if you live in Miami, sign up for our group tennis lessons on Monday and Tuesday nights in Coconut Grove. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you tomorrow.